2: The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. Hour number
3: two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Skill Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Kelly, guess we forgot to do a pro tip last hour? Us. Oh, I like how you take uh, responsibility as of well. Of course, man. Uh, so again, it's I'm to just, trying to, here. just trying to protect you. You know, you do, you, you do bouncer things on the show. You do all kinds of things. Yeah, it's p- part of the job, man. People people often think the, quote-unquote, team to score three times in a row prop is mispriced. It is not. Do not be fooled. Do not be flummoxed by this. It's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show. So that means at least 20 every day, all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only, though. Keep that in mind at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. We get tweets at beating the book. Angriest guy in New Jersey. I would not go to Giselle Bundchen's house to watch 80 for Brady. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> just just, I don't know. just, just yeah. throwing
4: it out there. Angry, angriest guy in New Jersey. I like when he's on my side of things. <laughs> it's, it's a lot more helpful
3: than D Gen and Gent. Purely speculation and maybe a little tin foil hatty. But Brady to the Jets, eighteen to one seems worth a flyer. They're a quarterback away from being a contender, and if we consider the Brady ego element, don't you think he'd love to win the division over Belichick? <laughs> oh, New York mess sixteen, Scott Gill, one hundred twenty-five seconds is uh, two minutes and five seconds. You said just under a minute and a half. LOL. I blame the jackhammer. <laughs> it was. It was I have to compartmentalize when the jackhammer is in my ear. Apologies. Anyway, I was just trying to get to the America, the beautiful bet. Stringfellow Hawk. Now, here is why we do segments like that, Kelly. Stringfellow Hawk. I was just getting ready to bet that prop. Good looking out. Yeah. There it is.
4: I don't know what it is, man, but that one jumps out to everybody.
3: There it is.
4: It's a great PSA. It really is.
3: Glenn Gal. Uh, excuse me. Len Glauzenski. Very appropriate question regarding a team scoring three times in a row. Does the extra point on a touchdown count as a separate scoring transaction? Thus, on a touchdown, the team scores twice. Need just one more score to hit that prop? As I said twice, Len Glauzenski. Maybe you were writing the tweet. They do not count as a separate score. Those are accepted. No extra points. No two-point conversions. They do not count in the assessment of whether there's three scores in a row. Um Angry Guy in New Jersey also asking if we need a full-time bouncer, he will send his resume. And then Jason H11 sending pictures of you as a bouncer, the incredible Hulk just going crazy on people outside.
4: <laughs> so that's good. It's a lot more calm this type of day. When we did primetime action,
3: oh, how
4: you'd did, have people rolling in, like, is this where I cash my chips in? How did that like, go, no, by the
3: way? Man. Just for just for the listeners, how did that go? Does Kelly, does Kelly Bidlin go outside of the studio and and take a soft approach with the person doing it. Hey, uh, we're doing a show back here, and I'm just. Or does Kelly just go all out? This, this
4: is a great question. Yeah. it's a great question because mm. at first it's a lot about first step. Right. Okay, because I see them approaching. Okay, uh-huh. I see them approaching the door. <laughs> first step. And if it's not someone I recognize, I go, uh oh, this guy. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm like, this guy, he's about to walk in here, and I see how far he goes. Sometimes they figure out what's going on, and they'll walk away. But if they put their hand on that door. Because there's two doors before you get in our studio. They go in on door number one. Gil, I'm out of that chair. I'm out of this chair quick. Mm. It's all about that first step. You got to move quick to the door. You let you and Matt do the show, mm-hmm. and then you do a nice approach once you're able to talk to them. Right? I see. It's it's hey, can I help you? And I you know, and, they, and then usually they're looking to cash a bowling ticket or a sports bet or they have chips in their hands, mm. and I nicely direct them where to go. Okay. So it's you, never really been an issue. Sometimes we get a couple intoxicated people that are Big Gil Alexander fans. They want to talk to him right That's now. right.
3: I need to talk to him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk some college basketball. Big 9, the Big 12, the best conference in college basketball. We bring in Kai McKeon from Three Man Weave, who will embarrass all of us with his full head of hair. There he is now. Let's see. What does he look like? Oh, my This fantastic. Dude, are you kidding me? No, I noticed. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> let's start oh, a oh, great go. hair. How's it going? That's oh, uh, <laughs> great, guy. Kai. Kai, that is just, uh, are you putting a product in there? What's going on? uh,
5: There's a little product in there, Gil. Yeah, I
3: appreciate the compliments. You're very welcome. Uh, Let's talk. Kai is not interested in talking about this subject. I
4: think
5: he utilizes (laughs) the blow
3: dryer concept that (laughs) I utilize
4: as
5: well. The the blow dryer concept is, yeah, full force. Full force.
3: Let's talk about Iowa State Texas Tech. Texas Tech comes back from a 23 point deficit. That was the biggest deficit. They were down more than 20 with 12 minutes left. They were favored in this game without having won a single Big 12 game. Yet they were 0-8, and and yet they were favored by 2.5 points. They're down 23. They're down over 20 with 12 minutes left. They come back. They win it in overtime, and they cover. Um, Break all of that down for me. Should they have been favored? Did you think the line was out of whack? Did you understand the line? And did you see the comeback coming?
5: I understood the line when it was pick Texas Tech minus one because there was an assumption that caleb grill iowa state one of their best shooters was going to be out for this game there's an assumption that pop isaacs texas tech's really good freshman guard was going to be back in this game iowa state's coming from mizzou it's a tough road trip kind of a a a tough um uh, short short trip we'll say uh back on the court now grill was announced in isaacs was announced out and this line was still minus two and a half and climbed towards texas tech i didn't understand it frankly i bet a little bit of iowa state but Texas Tech did come back. Iowa State collapsed. Um, those Texas Tech bet holders probably think they're pretty sharp, but I think it was the wrong side <laughs> bet. Iowa State was dominating them the entire game. They,
3: they they probably think they're sharp. I think more than that, and again, we just did a segment where we we're talking to new bettors about a certain Super Bowl prop. I mean, when you when you look at a line like this, how many newer bettors do you think immediately launch into once you see the result of this and how it got there? Like, you see, I th- yep. it was that for a reason. <laughs>
5: Yeah. Vegas knows, right? Vegas, Vegas knows. Vegas yeah. knows. I love
3: that. Vegas knows. Um, yeah.
5: Yeah. Oh man. How do you feel about Iowa state in the, in the tournament? I, I'm still a huge fan of this team. They can really defend uh, incredibly coach, and they play so well together. They're so well connected on both ends of the floor is the best way to describe them. And not all, all the way healthy yet. They still had a guy in, in jazz Koontz who was out for this game. He's been out for, several games in a row when they're fully healthy and the way they can defend and the way they're playing offense in the big 12, I think they can make a bit of a run in the tournament. I'm still very high on this team.
3: All right. That was the, uh, that was the setup to uh, Texas and Baylor. That was the uh, undercard Texas Baylor last night, Texas was favored by four. And uh, you know, this one was plinko at the end, but it was such a, if you had Baylor plus the points, it was such a frustrating Plinko going against you because it looked like you were going to get it. But the reason it was frustrating, because you could always lose on Plinko, is that Keontae George decided with Texas up three, with 30 seconds left, he was just going to take a 30 footer. And I just, I guess my question to you is is, is Scott Drew around? Is there coaching happening here? <laughs> like, are we allowing this to happen and just being like, oh, well, he took a 30 footer. Oh, well, they lost. Too bad. Like, what was that?
5: Yeah, it's kind of a tough situation, I think, with George because I'm one in, or right, he's a freshman. He makes a freshman mistake like that, you know, taking a 30-footer. But he's also the star of your team, and you want your best players taking those shots in the end of games. I think it was probably a... George went and did this by himself. It's not the shot Scott drew wanted. Scott drew very good coach, a lot of respect for him. I doubt he drew up that play or, or was being completely ignored I by would, his team. I would hope <laughs>
3: Yeah,
5: I, I, I would. It's more of a George probably in the moment. Hey, Hey, I'm, I'm the man. I'm the best player on this team. I'm going to get a shot up for this possession. It's a bad shot.
3: Okay. But let's run them forward to the tournament too. And I'm not talking big 12. I'm talking about the big dance, which is they have really good guards, right? They have three phenomenal guards And it is that thing where you don't want to stifle them on the one hand. On the other hand, my goodness, like, if you look at the play-by-play, which I find hilarious, it's like, all it says is, Keontae George misses shot, right? Like, you can't really grasp (laughs) what actually happened. And so I just, what do you, like, you can't let that happen moving forward. You have to be able to have some kind of, you know, mitigation of that and be like, okay, look. I get it. You're awesome. You're going to be even greater as time goes on, but we got to do certain things in crunch time. There has to be that conversation. They're 25 to one. Baylor is you give them a good shot at moving forward deep beyond Kansas. They are the short shot of big 12 teams.
5: Yeah, I, I do. I still think they have a chance to to make a run towards the final four. I agree that the decision-making it's not just George, it's Cryer and Flagler too. At the end of games, and during games, I've been surprised with their lack of discipline, just given how disciplined Scott Drew's teams usually are. But I still like this Baylor team. They're one of the best offenses in the country. Their issue's been on defense. They have not been a good defensive team. Maybe chamwa Chachua comes back in time for the NCAA tournament. He is a, a rim protector, a center for them, who's been out the entire year with an injury. It's probably wishful thinking to think he can get back fully healthy. Man, he would be huge if he could. Hopefully Scottrick can figure out the defensive end because they're offensively, they're talented enough to make a run. All
3: right. And the only two futures I have are Virginia and Creighton. Virginia eked out a, a game against Syracuse, where Syracuse really played well. So I was sort of buoyed by that. Every night I see Virginia, I'm sort of buoyed by their performance. Um a threat, deep, late,
5: big dance. Man, I don't know. I don't know if I see it. They're they're doing their typical Virginia thing they're crock potting teams, yeah. right? They it looks like they're gonna lose and they just slowly build that lead. They're probably going to win the ACC, no offense to Clemson. Probably get a pretty high seed in the tournament, but I don't know if I see it with this team. They're really experienced, but they're not elite on either end. They're they're just kind of a a solid team. What do you like tonight? Tonight I like two games. Uh, I'll start with Wake Forest staying in in the ACC. I've been fading Duke a lot lately. It's been pretty profitable. They're 2-8 and against the spread their last 10 games. No Dariq Whitehead for Duke. I think he's pretty key for their offense, and more importantly, their depth. Um, Their depth is really lacking with them out of the lineup. Wake beat them by 11 earlier this year. They know they can win. I know that's sometimes an angle to take the other team, but I think it's more of a a credence to Wake having the game plan for Duke. And they also have the best offense in the ACC. So I think Wake can hang here within eight points. And the other one? Uh, VCU. I think I gave out VCU a couple weeks ago on the show, actually. But I I still love this team. In the A-10, they've been dominant. They just lost to St. Bonaventure. It was their first game that really looked um, like they were struggling recently in the a 10, but I think it's a big bounce back game for them. Again, destroyed Davidson in game one. They forced 20 turnovers in that game. That's repeatable. Uh, and though you, Davidson usually plays them tough at home this year, uh, their team isn't on par with last season.
3: All right. Wake taking the points against Duke VCU laying the points at Davidson Kai McKeon and his hair at Kai K Y underscore three MW. Thank you, Kai. Appreciate it. As nice always. Skill. at three MW underscore CBB, by the way, for all of three man weaves full selections. Kelly's got something to say about the Gatorade prop, and we'll look at some other props. Super Bowl 57, Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
2: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals,
5: The numbers game on VSEN,
6: the sports betting network.
3: The big game means big plans for Vsin. Vsin will be in the middle of all the action and broadcasting live from Radio Row in Phoenix, with athlete and celebrity interviews and our experts breaking down the game. You don't want to miss any of VSIN's coverage. Huddle up and watch. Follow the money. The Lombardi Line, Vsin final countdown, and Vsin prime time—all live from Radio Row starting next week for betting splits, expert picks, and big game props. Head to vsin.com. That's V S I N dot. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. Corbin dying at work right now, picturing Kelly swinging the studio door open and going, "Hey, what in the hell do you think you're doing? <laughs> We're shooting a show in here. Jackhammer uh, off!" Oh yeah, well that, that is
4: kind of how that conversation went. The, uh, the, uh. the 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 nice the one the question you asked you've never asked me that before on the air, but it, it was a good one of yeah. how do I approach the people that almost come in the studio. Because oh, yeah. that, it probably looks like I'm bull rushing them, yeah. but then as soon as I get to them, it's, hey, you know, hey how are you? You do, no, when, no, when no, there's
3: no. someone walks in, you do jump up.
4: Yeah, because can't, you can't let yeah. someone just ramble into the studio. But yeah, different, <laughs> I'm sorry, these are South Point guys, we all kind of work together, and yeah, yeah. there's a jackhammer going on two feet outside the studio. I basically did it. say it like that.
3: Dog days. Stapleton is of the country and western genre. Reminds me of Kelly a little bit. All right. Who? You're Chris Stapleton. The guy who was singing the anthem. Oh, okay. I heard of Stapleton. <laughs> doesn't know Babyface, doesn't know <laughs> Stapleton. It's like the guy's got two shows or something.
4: I stopped listening to music in 2009.
3: New York, Mess 16. Gil flummoxed by the jackhammer. Yes, that is correct.
4: We were both. Uh, yes, that, that was go. I don't. I don't know if we. You have probably heard us complain about air conditioning. God knows what else. The or,
3: biggest one is the alarm.
4: The alarm. The fire alarm goes off Because the alarm goes on forever. But we're not phased by that anymore because that happens all the time.
3: Plus, we're told that the alarm doesn't get through on air. Like a lot of people don't hear it, so it's oh, only us shocking. who hear it. Yeah. So they're like, "What's? What are you guys talking about?" <laughs> So maybe they didn't hear that either,
4: but it, oh, there's no. no way you and I were getting through a show.
3: No, no, no. That one. They probably heard Mark Geiger in-house attorney numbers game line for late Gill pro tips per week, three and a half <laughs> over. Can't wait to see those babes at 80 for Brady. If you know the history of Fonda and Brady, the sparks will fly. He's very excited. <laughs> uh, this one is from uh, DJ and Southern Jen. He says, uh, Kelly and I are too young to remember the Hearns Hagler comparison uh, to Rebekah Sabolanka, but I think a comparison he and I will remember vividly is Mankind versus Undertaker, Hell in a Cell, and '98 King of the Ring. Is that a fair comparison? Yeah, I don't Wes Reynolds, he's asking. Be, but
4: yeah, ask Wes; he'll know
3: he'll for know. sure. Wes will be like, "Yeah,
4: I right, just, I much. just never got into wrestling. I don't know. I don't know if that was because part of my, I think that age of my childhood that I think uh, kids get into it. I was like living in Russia and crap.
3: Oh." But Russia and crap and crap, you know, Russia
4: and Venezuela, you know, several, several Venezuela Yeah, Venezuela for a whole 11 months before. uh, Did you really?
3: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a what a global celebrity you are.
4: Yeah. Jet setting playboy. Would
3: you like to do (laughs) that? Took a turn. (laughs) Um, Do you want to do your Gatorade thing first? You want to go through these others first?
4: Oh, uh, let's go Gatorade. Let's go
3: Gatorade. What's your What's your Gatorade spiel?
4: Okay, I bet this. I bet this like every year because I'm a man. I'm, we make principal bets, right? Principal. I mean, we've talked about that in primetime action.
3: Principal wagers.
4: You, uh, you, myself, Matt. Like we don't, you know, we don't, we don't really bet hockey, right? But we'd sit there and we'd be like, wait a second, this team's like minus five hundred. <laughs> like right. we know how hockey works. I can get like four to one on a team. Like I'm gonna make this bet out of principle, right? Okay.
3: And there's Andy, Andy one... McNeil would just douse water on us. A... Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly.
4: Yeah. Uh, there's only one Gatorade color that's any good, and everybody knows this. I don't know it unless you have insider info of what these guys actually drink, practice to practice. Good for you. Go bet it. Go hammer it. You might actually win. Otherwise, I'm going with principle here, Gil. And principles are: there's only one good color, and it's blue. And there are multiple flavors of blue. Okay. Frost Glacier Freeze is the only Gatorade I'll drink, okay? But the cool blue one is the second best one. So you have multiple options that can be blue, and they're the two best Gatorades. Glacier Freeze, Gill helps me get through hangovers and spring breaks in the Keys, the Bahamas. Whenever I have friends come out here to Vegas, I stock the fridge with Glacier Freeze. It's part of the Kelly Hangover Recovery Pack, okay? Okay. I'm not a seasoned athlete playing in the Super Bowl. Really? But I am a seasoned drinker, okay? And that is key. It is the best Gatorade. It's not heavy syrup, okay? It's a little bit lighter. You know, like, you ever had, like, the red Gatorade? It's like the fruit punch. It's like you're drinking just pure sugar syrup.
3: We even happen to have the recent history.
4: Damn straight we do, because I've hit on this.
3: And look at that. Three out of the last five years. Blue. Blue. You are right. It is the best-tasting one.
4: It's the best-tasting one. It is
3: absolutely the most thirst-quenching of all the Gatorades. Exactly. There's no question. This is, again, which Gatorade will be poured over winning coach Super Bowl 57, whether that's Andy Reid or Nick Sirianni. I know a lot of people like to
4: match the – I I wanted to put the Eagles one on there because I feel like a lot of people kind of want to match the team colors with the Gatorade color. See what you did. You -hmm. know what I mean? So that's why – I think yeah. the yellow was at well, like minus 110 or it, something. It
3: should be noted if we could put that back up there that the only two teams that didn't go blue were the Eagles and the Chiefs in yes. the last five years. Yes, no, that's very true. So throw that into the mix <laughs> of your Gatorade spiel.
4: So, yeah, I mean, look, of course, is this. Did it say seven to one almost? Seven to one.
3: Oh, you got to play that.
4: I mean, of course, is this a a little bit of a bit? Yes, of course it is. But I do bet this every year. Listen, because I
3: believe There are some people listening right now who are like, let me get this show straight. You guys just talked about uh, Babyface over on America the Beautiful and Blue Gatorade. Let me tell you something, person who doubts those two segments. Uh, when the winning coach gets doused by blue da- Gatorade and Babyface is still singing the uh, America the Beautiful <laughs> two minutes deep in, you will be thanking us. Oh, man. Of course we I it.
4: mean, if we're just going off of team colors here, yeah. this is mispriced, right? This this makes it seem like the Eagles would be massive favorites in the game. You're telling me, like, red's mm. 7-1, to one too? Mm. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe go a little blue, a little red. Splash a little money on each.
3: All right, now you're polluting
4: it. No, I'm only going to go. I'm gonna, I splashed the blue. That's it.
3: Should have made that Babyface a uh, social clip, but the jackhammer was going off in the middle of it, so I guess not. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> it's like, it's a big moment for Babyface. Remember, there was the one year, by the way, the the guy from, uh, oh, I'm going to forget his name, from Hamilton sang America the Beautiful. I said he was going to go over. We tagged him, and he, and he emoji-fisted me on Twitter about it. Oh, Really? Maybe we should do that for Babyface, see if Babyface sends something. By the way, if Babyface sends something back to me on that, that's it. I'm, reti- I'm retiring.
4: Or uh, I could just tweet every every member of the Eagles and Chiefs, be like, Blue Gatorade, <laughs> right? Am
3: maybe, I right? See if I get back to you. <laughs> By the way, I interviewed Babyface once. Super, you did? Super awesome guy. All right, now what about these other let's, let's, these legitimate on the field props that we wanted to just throw out? Get your thoughts on. Let's just run through a bunch of these quick. As I mentioned, will there be a touchback on the opening kickoff? Appropriately priced. Don't be flummoxed by three uh, scores in a row, except the uh, you know with the uh, extra points and two point conversions. Accepted from that. Which position will win Super Bowl MVP? Will Kelly m- minus six fifty on the quarterback make sense with Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes? One would assume if it's the Chiefs. Unless Chris Jones, you know, or somebody has like four sacks or something, it's Mahomes has got to be. Hurts is a little more nebulous, I would say, just essentially based on his stats this past week.
4: Yeah, I wanted to put this up because I think I think a lot of years. I just I don't know. If, do you think the math checks out on those odds? Yes. Okay.
3: I think the math checks look, out. Looking period. back,
4: I, there's especially recently. There's been there's been. Let me put it this way. I guess there's been more non-quarterbacks to win than I would have expected. You know, I guess when you really go to, like, if, if I just asked you off the top of your head how many of non-quarterbacks have won in the past 20 years, I, I, Usually, I think in my head I'm like, I don't know, two or three. But it's, like, more than that,
3: you know? Well, I mean, here's the thing. I had Aaron Donald last year, I believe it was. And I remember being out of my – I was really angry that he didn't win last year when they gave it to right, Cooper right. Cup. So that's also, like, for those who are, like, going to a defensive player – and I get it. If Hassan Reddick gets four sacks and the Eagles win, okay, he might win it. Um, at, but 28 to 1 doesn't even seem to be good enough bang for your buck there, or yeah. 25 to 1, or wherever you can find it, somewhere in that range. But I don't know. Like, you know, Kelsey, if he were to win it, he's 9 to 1. I think it's appropriately priced. You can make I mean there's a path for any of these guys but it is a quarterback award first it, and foremost.
4: It's kind of the only reason I wanted to throw this in here cuz I was like, you know, quarterback minus 650 it might like it's one of those do you have the bankroll but like it might actually be worth laying.
3: would you think the match Wouldn't is you sure. just bet the quarterback of the team you think is going to yeah. win? Yeah. Uh, here's some other ones. Any player to have a 55 plus yard reception plus 250. That's interesting. Any player to return a punt or kick for a touchdown 14 to 1. See, that should be higher. Any non-quarterback to have one plus passing touchdown, Philly special kind of thing, twenty-two yeah. to one. Any offensive lineman to score one plus rece- uh, one plus receiving touchdown, thirty-five to one. And any quarterback to have one plus receiving touchdown, forty to one. So if there was a Philly special, you could hit two of those at once.
4: Yeah, theoretically. you could. You could. Um, offensive lineman should be so much higher than that. All Come of these on. should 35. be higher.
3: By the way, any player to have a fifty-five plus yard reception at plus two fifty. Do you have a case to make for that?
4: No, not really. I don't
3: really have a specific case to make for that No, not really, either.
4: but I think that's I think that's one of those you can bet the same kind of thing in a smarter way, right? Like I, I think if yes. you're just betting player props or something so like that. So that's
3: a that's a good pro tip right there. Yeah. Like we say, you know, shop from book to book, shop within the same book from week to week on these different games. What's the best bet? It it applies for Super Bowl props as well. Don't just bet the first thing you see. There might be a better way to bet more or less the same thing and get more bang for your buck. Be creative with that or be at least investigative. Eric Eager joins us on the other side from Sumer Sports. Talk Super Bowl, numbers game, Visa, the sports betting network.
6: A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network.
3: If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. V-SEN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out, though, limited time offer. I cannot stress this enough. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Kelly, you said this off air, but it is a tried and true thing. Once you talk Gatorade, oh, the tweets come a flowing.
4: Oh, boy, they do.
3: Let's uh, work up to them. We get tweets. Alan Mitchell, hearing that uh, story over and over before the Super Bowl makes you just want to put a pistol to your head more. Which one? Kelsey Brothers, or Reed versus Philly, or another team emerges in the Sean Payton coaching search? Yeah, we said that on guessing lines, we're like, this is gonna be the Kelsey Brothers Reed Super Bowl. Yeah, How but like t- yeah. you know,
4: as long as you just listen to this show,
3: you're the not gonna air. hear any of that. Yeah. Except when I read tweets. Well, we haven't tweet. brought
4: it up at all, except for when you've read tweets.
3: That's right. Sources say regarding Chris Stapleton, Kelly does strike me as a guy who listens to two kinds of music, country and western. Nope.
4: <laughs> that really is the only music genre I don't like at all.
3: I worked in country music for one year. I always love your stories from back. Nicest then. people on earth. Yeah. I yeah, I the artists. Hi, I'm Kenny. It's like Kenny Chesney walks up to you, no entourage. I'm Kenny. No, I know who you are.
4: I'm I Trisha. That. I believe that.
3: Trisha, you. I know who you are. Wow.
4: I, I, I always different. enjoy your stories about when you ever when you talk about working for that station.
3: <laughs> I call it my Johnny Unitas San Diego Chargers year, <laughs> my Joe Namath L.A. Rams year, Bill Beard. I can't ever hear any of the uh, – I can't I can't hear any of the background noise, including the jackhammer, but now you can have a jackhammer segment for Bets You Love. America the Beautiful over equals the jackhammer. I like it. Stephen Vegas, definitely heard the jackhammer. Does anyone there know a show is not filmed for hours prior and hours post your show? <laughs> They're like, when Mitch and Paul did the show there, you could hear the alarm once a month. Oh, yeah, we had it all the time. Yeah, yeah. that still happens. It
4: happens once a month. David right. Shalifor,
3: right, right, right. Chris Stapleton, you take Seth Rogen, throw in a touch of Artie Lang, you got Kelly Bidlin.
4: Yeah, I mean that that one's more spot on, I guess.
3: New York Mess 16, more than just a producer. Yes, add jet-setting playboy live from Venezuela. <laughs> you really threw us off with that one. Um, and on and on. The last one we'll read here because uh, Eric's waiting. Nemesis Enforcer, best kept Gatorade secret. Green apple tastes just like Jolly Rancher.
4: Yeah, no, see, that's not what we're going here for. We're not going for that here. You know, we got a Super Bowl to win. And we just won. We're winning. We got to drink this while we're playing football. I or lied. when I'm recovering from a hangover. I don't want to taste Jolly Rancher.
3: I lied. One more. Touchdown, Jesus. It is a Super Bowl bet I make every year with varying degrees of success, but over two and a half players to attempt to pass has never looked better with both quarterbacks shaken by potential injury. Always in play with a trick play, of course. We'll see. We shall see. Eric Eager joins us for Sumer Sports, ladies and gentlemen. I was correct at the beginning of the show when I said, I believe he is a lifelong Chiefs fan. Don't hold me to lifelong. But the man was at the AFC Championship, and we'll see if he still has a voice. Eric Eager, Dr. Eric Eager, everybody. How you doing, Eric?
1: Gil, I'm doing great. I have to say, though, with like two minutes left in the game, me and my friend were looking at each other and and wondering how uh the the trip home was gonna feel if if uh our team lost but uh luckily the uh that they won and i actually one of my friends gifted me this sock with wasp uh written on it uh which is kind of fun um, uh, from from the weekend, uh, the last time the Chiefs won a Super Bowl. Hopefully, uh, they they can do similar things uh, uh, in a, in a couple weeks.
3: All right, Eagles fans are already uh, upset with me enough, so let let's try to do this objectively. Knowing that you are a uh, Chiefs fan, let's let's try to put that aside for a second. And as you look at this game with the Eagles favored by two and a, oh, excuse me, well, one and a half consensus, uh, but we're two and a half in some spots. Um, how do you bet this, Chiefs fan or not?
1: Yeah I mean and I you know I I did like the Chiefs last week against the Bengals but it was mostly because I felt like you were getting value off of the early stuff um, you know Mahomes high ankle sprain you know hey, you, we all kind of have some insiders you know within within the teams and in fact I have a former intern who is a quantitative analyst for the Eagles uh, and, and so I'd be happy with with, with whichever team won so I, I'm not letting that cloud my analysis this week Um You know, but there was there was grumblings within the building that Mahomes would be pretty would be okay, Um, And so, you know, I know that the right angle sports guys took plus two and a half. Uh, That was the first symbol to me that that game was not going to get to three. This one is, again, in a very similar uh, idea where we're going to be talking about line moves because we have to create content uh, between two and a half and two and a half that are simply not that big of a deal you know and 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 so I think in this one you know could could we see the Chiefs get out and be favored if if you have positive information about Juju Smith Schuster and uh, you know possibly you know McCole Hardman or Kadarius Tony Legere Sneed um, that could be the case uh, I think Mahomes is only going to get better after playing through that week and you know sort of uh, working the you know sort of figuring out how to play like last week he didn't really practice much so you didn't really have an opportunity to test it he now has a week of being able to test it uh, and two weeks off. I think he'll be fine. Um, you know, when I look at this game, I, I think that, you know, you really have to stay, okay, the biggest matchup is going to be the Chiefs offensive line against the the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line. If they can hold up, then I think the Chiefs should be favored in this one. If they can't, then it could be very similar to the Tampa Bay Super Bowl we saw uh, a couple of years ago where Mahomes was under siege the entire time. And, and, you know, the, the the defense was the one that was that won the game for their opponent.
3: How much do you, when, when you – When you try to assess the Super Bowl, it's very rare that we can get to a Super Bowl where one team like the Eagles, and again, uh, let me just caveat this by saying I think the Eagles are great. Again, I had them power-ranked fourth in the NFL, but let's just also throw in the fact that the Eagles have managed to get to this portion of the season, the Super Bowl itself, and you look at their schedule and you're like, who, like besides Minnesota and Dallas, Minnesota and Dallas, were the only two put, were the only two playoff no they played Tennessee as well and the Giants of well. course but like,
1: And the tendency to make the playoffs, but, but what you're trying to say, Gil, is the Lions are the best team that the, the, the Eagles have beaten right, all year. exactly.
3: That's what I'm trying to get at. The Lions are the best—thank you so much for articulating that for me. The Lions are the best <laughs> Aaron team— The Eagles are very high yeah, on the Lions. <laughs> yeah, that the Eagles have, have beaten all year. And I guess what I'm saying is, how difficult is that then to assess, right? Because yeah. they're great. On the one hand, you can only play who's in front of you. You've done it with, you know, in many cases with uh, flying colors— but there's that. What's the big kernel of doubt? How big of a kernel is that? I
1: guess it, it's, it's huge because and and this is the thing. And, you know, we talked about it last week. I said, I think I said on your show, maybe it was on, on Sean and Tim's show. Whoever got out ahead in that game was going to win. Yeah, because. Know, both teams in the nfc you know the, the thing about the eagles is not just that they haven't been tested by an opponent it's that they haven't been tested in all that many game scripts the washington game your your commies were the only team that really got out ahead of the eagles when hurts was the quarterback mm-hmm. and we saw limitations there when 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 they had to come from behind throwing the football the just saturday colts got ahead of them and they came back from behind and won that game with a drive where jalen hurts did not complete a pass so we we don't have and Hurts did look good on Sunday. Let's 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 throw that out there as a as a passer. He did not look great. But the the obvious fear is, okay, if the Eagles get out ahead, right? Then they have the kind of running game and the kind of like just physicality on both sides of the ball that really steps on teams throats. So, you know, that's the tricky part is that the Eagles are very very good when they're ahead. And the question I think is you know how much of that is the fact that their schedule is such that they got ahead a lot this year and, and they were able to you know, pin down a bad opponent. Uh, And how much of it was that they're truly that good. It's a great question. It's why statistics matter. It's why, you know, things like DVOA exist to adjust for opponent. But I still believe even as a statistician, you saw this with the bills playing the AFC East, like you can only adjust so far. And when you play a really good team, uh, I think some of those nonlinearities come cropping up in the fact in your schedule where you play truly bad teams and look really good.
3: I think it is as central a question to this game as you can get at. I really do. And and again, you know, there's going to be some people screaming out there, they just beat the Niners. Yes, okay, but not with a, gu- not with a quarterback who could throw a forward pass for a half. So you kind of have to throw that out. And I don't think we've ever, and maybe I'm prisoner of the moment, but I don't remember <clears throat> ever in the run-up to a Super Bowl where you could say that about a team, right? Like that they never beat anybody super great at any point. So I think it's, a, it's an interesting question. We only have about 90 seconds here. Is there a prop? I know this is way early, but is there a prop that you are gravitating towards?
1: Gil, as a longtime better uh, and, and veteran of this game, you can appreciate that. You used to have to wait until like Thursday for yeah. the guys like Rufus to like line up yep. in, in the sports book for the props. So now we get them now. I do like one points bet has Jalen Hurts at 245 and a half yards. Uh, it's off market by about three yards. I, I love the under there. I, I think there's so many game scripts scripts that can, are conducive to this. The Eagles get out ahead uh, and, and sit on the game the whole game. The Chiefs get out ahead and their, their defensive backs, which held Burrow. You know, to just, you know, significantly low yardage totals for him last week. Uh, they just played really well. Um, the Eagles don't have a great third third wide receiver, and I think that that benefits the Chiefs as well. Uh, I like under two forty five and a half, all the way down to like two forty and a half, frankly, for Hertz uh, in this one passing.
3: Okay, I only have you know, I don't know if I'm going to talk to you before the Super Bowl, so I just want to get this in. Is there a team in the futures market for next year that you are
1: eyeing? Oh, good question. Um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. That team's going to be here for a while and and I think the markets having them significantly lower than the Chiefs and the Bills isn't the same.
3: I agree with that 100%. Eric Eager, Dr. Eric Eager, at Eric Eager underscore. Don't sleep on the underscore. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it as always. Good to see you, man. You guys,
1: you're the best.
3: Good of him to come at Sumer Sports, by the way. S-U-M-E-R, where he uh, applies his trade these days. We'll talk NBA with our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, on the other side. It's a numbers game. and the Sports Betting Network.
2: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, A numbers game on v the sports betting network.
0: BetMGM,
3: the king of sportsbooks, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points as you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20. MGM Resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and Nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, Sports Betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Some more tweets. J.D. Emmons. Oh, we love J.D. From Alabama. Had no idea I tuned in today for uh, Kelly Bidlin's passionate Gatorade talk, but alas, it was just what we all needed. Nailed it. Blue. (laughs) Chance (laughs) Copper Pot. Gatorade for hangover cure? That stuff is basically just Kool-Aid, Kelly. You need Pedialyte in the fridge for the boys.
4: No, he's right. That's what the pros drink. You just mix in one one or two.
3: And he adds, and by the way, I totally bet that under three scores in a row in the past as well. Yeah, man. Everybody does.
4: out to everybody.
3: Jeff Levine. Acknowledge the relative futility of a non quarterback winning Super Bowl MVP, but I think Pacheco is the type of runner who can both put up the numbers on the right day and runs angry, which voters love. And maybe it's uh, not a long shot for Mahomes to go to the sidelines early. Oh, okay. Skola. Kelly, I was not fond of, fond of country music until my fourth year of college. I went to a Tim McGraw concert. My whole section was a sea of good looking women in cowboy hats sold.
0: <laughs> all right
3: <laughs> Mike Ross Gil I need the name of that book so I can grab the baby face over um let's just say it's a synonym for wager on the internet <laughs> we'll leave it at that Jonathan Von Tobel joins us ladies and gentlemen he's our senior NBA analyst you can follow him on Twitter at me JVT he also hosts the podcast hardwood handicappers which every once in a while he allows Kelly Bidlin to co-host with him and by once in a while I mean once a week It's JVT, everybody. Jonathan Montoba, how you doing, John?
6: I was told that it's going to be more than once a week, so let's see if uh, yeah, let's see if that uh, comes to fruition at some point. Also, um, which blue are we talking? Glacier frost? or Are we talking about cool blue? My man
4: knows what he's talking about. My man knows. We've covered
3: this here. We've covered this, John.
4: Yeah, it is. we're, We're talking glacier freeze number one. OK, uh, JVT, but cool blue is not a bad fallback.
3: Could you imagine? But
4: blue hits cover uh, covers both.
3: You imagine if they distinguished that on the prop and then had everybody <laughs> just up in arms. It was cool.
4: I,
6: It's
3: a real thing, though, right? Yeah. Like
6: the, those are two distinct different types of blues. It sure, is something that you blue. should definitely monitor as a I hate to say this, Kelly, as a cool blue family and household here in the Von Tobel household, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, mainly dominated down. by my wife, who loves cool blue. Um, yeah, you got to distinguish that, right? So I would say just watch out for it because a glacier freeze, I think, as you corrected me, glacier freeze, not frost, uh, can be, I think, both pointed out as clear slash water and or blue. So got to be got to be clear.
4: What are you talking about? It's blue.
6: But from far away, we're talking about the cameras, all that kind of stuff. Like you got to you got <laughs> to know you got
3: to.
4: I guess, I guess you're, maybe the ice could water it down too much. You're, there's a potential there.
3: This would have nope. been, been the time for the jackhammer to hit right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, JVT, 117 points shy of the all-time record for LeBron James. it has got the Knicks today, then it's the Pacers, then it's the Pelicans, then it's the Thunder, followed by the Bucks on a Thursday night national telecast. No back-to-backs. We assume LeBron, if the, if the injury is okay, or if the mm-hmm. soreness is okay, we'll play in all of them. When does he break this record? Because you can bet on this. I mean, given the pace
6: that he is on, how many is it again? 100 and you said 17, 114?
3: 117. The pace that he's on would mean it would be early in the Oklahoma City game. That's, or, and that's,
6: yeah, that's what I was thinking.
3: Or late New Orleans. If it's late New Orleans, let's say he just goes off. Because it is a game at the Garden at night. Mm-hmm. You can get a pretty good number on New Orleans. I think it's like, what is it here? Let's see. Dude, to do, do eight plus 850.
6: Yep. I
3: mean, and if we're
6: going to go hardcore too, right, you're talking about uh, three of their next four, and it doesn't include tonight, the Knicks, uh, three of their next four teams are very lesser defensive teams, right? We're talking about teams ranking the bottom half of the league in defensive efficiency outside of this run in January that the Thunder have been on. uh, These are teams that he can score against and really don't have a defensive option for him. I would say, like, I know a lot of people have obviously circled the Bucs game. Um, and LeBron is a, you know, one for the dramatics and maybe that is something that he holds back on to get there, right? Because he likes the scene and whatnot. He is a guy who is by all accounts, I don't know if you saw this practicing uh, practicing his sky hook. So yeah. I don't know why he would practice <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, yeah. you know, maybe. Maybe he's got a flair for the dramatic. I don't know if you saw what happened on Saturday night either. Yeah. He tends to get a little overzealous, but I would circle the thunder if we're talking about this logically, given the pace that he's on and the opponents that they're facing. Okay,
4: Are here's you? the odds for that over at DraftKings. Tonight's game off the board, the next one they have listed is February 9th. Obviously, he's not going to score that many points uh, tonight, anyways. Say, I'll book it for you. Over <laughs> we'll on his player <laughs> problem, That's the case. Uh, okay, so Bucks, February 9th, plus 145 the february 7th against the thunder plus 185, february 11th against the warriors plus 250, uh february 13th against the blazers plus 650, february 4th against the pelicans 12 to 1, and then february Ooh. 15th against the pelicans
3: 18 to 1. So the pelicans is back up to to 12 to 1? 12 to 1 on the 4th. Yeah, probably wow. cuz he didn't play last so night. So isn't that the isn't that the bet in case he goes crazy tonight?
6: Yeah, I would st- say so.
3: You'd still have to average 38, though, the next three games. But if he, it, let's right. just say he has a 45-point game, then all of a sudden you're in play.
6: Uh, absolutely. I mean, well, and he's showing that he's got the ability, right? Yeah. I mean, he's dropping these 30- and 40-point games of regularity lately. Um, I would not turn I would not turn that away at that kind of a clip. That's not an unheard of clip for him, given the way that he has been playing. And I guess, like, Anthony Davis changes things. He takes a few more field goal attempts away from him. But at the same time, the way that he's shooting and the way that he's going, they don't really have any other options for scoring outside of him in AD. I would not say no, especially at that price for the right. Pelicans in that first
3: matchup. Oh, all about the price, for sure. Um, yep. Real quick, before we get to your thoughts on today's very short slate of the NBA, the magic come from way behind and beat the Sixers. Yeah. They own the Celtics as well. And yet when you look at the standings, all these all these people who have these and I know you weren't one of them, John, but I know a lot of people here at the network have these magic uh Southeast Division futures bets. <laughs> I
4: don't think, I think it's uh, like me and Drew Dinzig. I don't think like, there's more than
3: that. Oh, I got one too. But I'm just saying, they're eight games back. But how, what do you make of this team that they're able to rise up against some of the stiffer NBA teams, some of the stiffer competition in the NBA?
6: I mean, they're talented, right? And like, they have they have what's going to bother you as an opponent, which is like a ton of length and athleticism. It's it's one of the things that like the collective we were making fun of the Orlando Magic about almost every year, right? Every year is like, uh, you know what, the six eight, six nine, or six seven athletic wing just circle the Magic and they will go ahead and draft him. And sure enough, it's kind of been the case, right? Like, but this has really worked out for them. And I would say too, Gil. I mean, look, you talked about the divisions. Not entirely sure about that. But as far as making the playoffs, it's not entirely unheard of, given where they're at. And just given. remember, like Jonathan Isaac's a pretty dang good player. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get healthier, and he's going to get better as the season goes along. I would say it's their length and their athleticism that really bothers some of those really good teams. I mean, think about Boston, too, a team that's got a bunch of wings, and they can match up. Orlando can with each one of those. But I, I think that I would not write them off as dead, even though they're what, like four games out of the 10th seed right now as being a play in team and seeing what's go what goes on from there. As far as the eight game, you know, gap in the Southeast, not entirely sure about that, but they're a fun team, man. It's finally coming to fruition in terms of what they've been doing in the draft. Yeah. I
4: just need nine more wins to be a happy guy.
3: That's all you got. You me the over to
4: 28 and a half. I bet uh, that's the over on the win total. I have, you'll get
3: those. What could possibly go wrong? All right, JVT. What do you like tonight? So, so
6: far, I mean, bringing it back to the Lakers, I did bet the Knicks. I I laid two here, and we're going to see where this goes. So it's pretty simply put here. Like the home court has had its value. I've adjusted to include that now. And so we know that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are going to play. But I think I jumped the gun here because the market, even though we know it's going to happen, is going to, I think, over account for that. But just everything that we know about this Knicks team, yes, minus Mitchell Robinson. To say that the Lakers are, you know, one and a half, two points better than the New York Knicks on a neutral court, I think is incorrect. Even with Anthony Davis and LeBron James back together, guys, with those two on the floor, they only have a plus 0.8 net rating. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like when those two are out there, it's not like a, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George deal. Or, we, you know, Kelly and I on the podcast, were talking about the Pelicans and Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson are on the floor together. Those are some dominant net ratings. Lakers are still barely getting by when they have their two best players on the floor together. So I think the market is just, hey, it's the Lakers, it's AD and LeBron. We'll we'll freak out when they're both officially listed as as in in this game. But I think the market's undervaluing the Knicks and or overvaluing the Lakers on the road here. So play the Knicks. I wouldn't be surprised if this got to like minus one, but obviously I thought it was worth playing at two. Anything under three, I thought was worth it. So, all
3: right. That's the only thing. Are you looking at something else? Maybe.
6: Uh, yeah, I was waiting to see what the market does with this Clippers game. Like, I, you know, Kelly knows. Uh, I laid the wood the other night with them when they were playing the Spurs, stayed off when they rested everybody against the Cavaliers. Uh, I think this Clippers team is finally starting to get into form now that they're going to be healthy. They don't have another back-to-back kill until the first week of March. So yeah. this is going to be a team that's going to be able to get their stuff together. want to see what the market does, but Clippers are circled as well.
3: Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you guys. Thanks. Jonathan Toble, Senior NBA Analyst, Hardwood handicappers host at me JVT. Pro tip, make sure to shop and compare Super Bowl props just like you would with any other bet, also keep in mind situations where it might make more sense to bet something like a specific player prop, maybe more than Super Bowl props that are more general. That's your pro tip for the hour, com for pro subscribers only. Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
0: MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All stars for is